0: Hello, and welcome back to another episode of The Crushing Depths, a D20 Modern Real Play podcast. I'm Paul, the GM for this campaign, and showrunner for the LTM Gaming Podcast. This week, we will return to our regularly scheduled game, complete with Steve playing as Vanessa, Matt playing as Danger Russ, and TJ playing as everyone's favorite lovable Salvestro. The players do a great job of giving an overall recap of where we left off before the last three episodes, which were prequel episodes, so I'm not going to repeat all of that. Just have a listen to the first portion of this episode, and you'll be all caught up and ready to go from here. This week on The Crushing Depths, we meet the Flayed Man. We hope you enjoy.
1: Does everyone remember their special advanced psionic ability?
2: Yes. I have concealing amorpha. That's right. Like a... which I can use three times a day. Wait, what? I'm like a squid, and I shoot weird stuff all around me.
3: Yeah. No, I'm meant... ink, Matt. <laughs>
2: it's, it's really gross. Except it's not ink; it's clear. <laughs> well, it's
3: Wait, so we all have sure.
2: better psionic powers. Yeah, it was
1: an
4: email I sent out to you
1: guys, like uh, after.
4: Yes, I do not remember at all.
2: Vanessa got you, you energy got push. You got the healing thing three
3: times. It, or you got your heal thing leveled up or something. No, that was Leo. Steve.
2: Leo got cure matter. Oh, that's right. Leo it. got
3: that. And I think Steve got improved telekinesis or something.
2: En- wasn't it? Energy push. Can you... Energy can somebody- push. Yeah.
4: What, what, what's the string? Uh, okay, no, but I mean... Okay, so there was an... I, I wish I... Can I see the email? Can somebody like forward this to me? Or tell me what string it's in?
2: Uh, it's called last night. Haha. Why don't you
1: just search just search Gmail for Energy Push Steve, and that'll bring up the exact email.
4: How do you search Gmail itself?
1: The search bar at the top.
4: It says search the web.
1: No, you can. That's if you select at the bottom. But the default setting to search is in Gmail in your in your mail.
4: Oh, interesting. Nope, nope what it didn't come up <laughs> it has a chat it has a chat I had with you
3: As the first I will, will send it to you.
4: is this one of those things where everybody else was sent it and not me
3: no, your name is on it and I'm sending it to you right now.
4: it was called last night yeah
3: mm-hmm.
4: oh wait here's here's one way at the bottom oh well, there it is
3: and uh, Sal obviously knows he got biofeedback. I didn't remember what it was called until I saw it. And also it's on my sheet. But I remember what it did. Yeah.
4: And how many times can I do this?
3: Three times a day. Everyone's is three times a day.
4: Yeah. Okay. Cool.
1: Also before we do the recap, I am curious uh, if anyone remembers or is currently using Rust. It's not on your sheet and I think you had them. The two rings that you got off of Dell. Oh, yeah. Like I told you what they did, but I didn't know if anyone actually was planning on using them or, you know,
2: whatever. Oh, I'm trying to remember if we...
1: And there's not like, I'm not gonna make you guys... I
3: don't have it on my list as one of the things that I took. Talk...
2: I'm trying to remember, I thought, <clears throat> let's hear, do we pass those out or not?
3: I don't know, you still had them.
2: Okay.
4: I mean, at this point, you may have forgotten that you had them, but you
1: had Mm -hmm. them. And Part of what I want to say is because I remembered that you guys had those things, and it was like, well, I I don't... In this particular game, I don't want to do anything like identifying, you know, quote-unquote magic stuff, because half the magic stuff is basically mechanical anyway in some variety. So I'm not going to make you guys, like, not use something just because...
2: You didn't know what it was. You
1: might not know what it is. Like, Mm -hmm. you... I mean... Anything you get that's like more magical, psionic in nature, you can pretty much like one of you will be able to figure out. Oh, this is this is essentially what this does. Uh, in the same way that you might figure it out, I, I think in the in fourth edition D and D, you no longer have to identify stuff. Hmm. You can correct me if I'm wrong, T J, but. I'm pretty sure. It's I would
3: have to like, know about that rule first. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he would have to know there's a fourth
4: edition of the game.
3: I think, I'm at least that aware, ass.
1: I believe it's like you spend if you spend an extended rest
4: with stuff. Or so if you sleep with your sword, you just know what it yep. does. Uh, oh, that's
2: really gross. You have to buy a dinner no, first. No, all you need is
4: yeah, a no joke. You, all you need is a short rest.
1: <laughs>
3: So you can't ID it in <laughs> battle.
1: You can identify one magic item per short rest, I think. So here you go. PHB 223.
4: Here's your flute back. I wouldn't play it if I were you.
3: <laughs> I thought it was something to do with bus. It's not. It's just a regular flute.
2: <laughs> we don't talk about flutes.
4: <laughs> you can't use my son's line. Sure I can. He got you to laugh. <laughs> Ha uh-huh. ha. Oh, oh. <laughs> you're right though. We don't talk about food. Oh, that's not page.
1: Oh yeah, identifying magic. There's a big section. Did you not read the PHP,
3: TJ? I hadn't gotten that far yet. <laughs> and, the, and, it, t- and and it's only and and the identifying magic in. items is only two paragraphs.
1: Worthen is going to rule.
3: Huh. Yeah, it's going to be the
2: best. <clears throat> By which I mean the worst. <laughs> <laughs> okay so then coming back to the rings I guess uh, does anybody want to lay a claim to using them Final there was uh, plus three to psionic protection so save to psionic and one is plus one to all saves I'll I guess if somebody's the... if somebody saves needs some help or
4: I'll just take this I mean I'll volunteer to to take the t- psionics one because I feel like I'm gonna be face mad off more sure so in case you in case you didn't you didn't hear the the leveling up last time, Matt, I have taken the class Acolyte. Mm-hmm. So, but it, it's manifesting in a psionic fashion. So I'm going to be much more heavily, hopefully, contributing in a psionic manner.
2: Okay. Uh,
1: so I just uh, want to actually read this. Uh, this is exactly what I want the rule to be officially from now on for identifying magic items this is from 4th edition. So. So says most of the time you can determine the properties and powers of a magic item during a short rest. Now, there's no official short rest, but basically five minutes or so in this game. Uh, in the course of handling the item for a few minutes, you can discover what the item is and what it does. You can identify one magic item per short rest. However, some magic items might be a bit harder to identify, such as a cursed or non-standard items or powerful magical artifacts. Your DM might ask for an arcana check. We would use something like maybe Steve's Arcane Lore or something like that. Uh, to determine their properties, or you might even need to go on a special quest to find a ritual to identify or unlock. Blah blah blah. Powers be them. Okay. So gotcha. there may be things. If it's there may be something that has detrimental effects that you will not be able to just you know automatically determine. Just as a heads up that that. But it's also
4: exists. the other side of that is it could be something that's even more powerful.
1: Yes, that is true. So I just wanted to say, like I didn't want it to so, be. You guys think. Oh, I know exactly what this is, and you have perfect knowledge of that all the time. So there's still
2: so, so, many so Paul's Paul's end game is that we didn't identify our keys. They're cursed. <laughs> they cause cancer. So like in <laughs> the worst curse of all, cancer.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so you know, not
2: mummy curse. We'll
1: just not like 50 in 50 years from now, you guys all die of some wasting. Disease. Mm-hmm.
2: Thanks, so, Paul. So, yep. That's the end game. <laughs> it's like, I win. You fallen into my trap. <laughs> All right, that's why we made gonna... such a big deal about. Do you use these things or not? <laughs> yeah. Now we're
4: now we're gonna role play kidney failure.
2: Oh. Multiple fort saves. <laughs>
4: Roll for dialysis. Oh. <laughs> I plan on sweet-talking the nurse.
2: Whoa. <laughs> you fail. She finds That's, you delightful, but calls you a scamp. TJ, do you want the plus one at all saves? or
4: um... I just said I would volunteer to take it, because I kind of figured there might be times when I would be attacked. If the flip side of that is true, what are psionic attacks mostly against? Because if they're will saves, I think I probably have the best... The best will. Base will save of our group.
3: So my will is one. So <laughs> I was, maybe, uh, maybe Sal should get that one. Yeah. Well, no, I Vanessa... was going to say the plus one to everything probably wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. Well, how about you get the?
2: I don't know. <laughs> who, who
4: Just give rather... them both. You had, you them yeah. two rings. Who
1: would you rather have dominated and at, at, at attacking you, Vanessa or Sal?
2: I'd rather
3: dominate Vanessa. <laughs> <laughs> well, but but does does
2: Vanessa get two uh we haven't even started on am plane.
4: Wait, what? Matt, you auto-tune Try yeah, to what, what Oh okay. I was that.
2: gonna say does Vanessa get two uh will saves though.
4: Oh good question. I like that question.
2: Or is that is that your loophole be like, oh okay now uh
4: well now, Leo is going to save, and he's going to totally rock at it.
1: No, that's not really how the thing works. <laughs> it's a no, no, push it.
2: It's totally the it.
4: future, <laughs> and I'm exploiting it. And your magic, a wizard what is did fourth, it in the future.
2: What yeah. does Fourth Edition say about this? If there's two people, <laughs> right? Uh,
4: I, I plan on begging chicks, even though I'm a girl, because half of me is male.
1: No, you had. Okay, you had, like, one session where you had access to the best of either Leo or Vanessa's stuff, and that was over. Now it, yeah, you won't get two will saves.
2: <laughs> it was yeah, worth a shot.
4: You always tell me not to say things, because it just makes it <laughs> <Yeah>. worse. <laughs> Follow your own advice.
2: Okay. <laughs> Next time I'll save it for the email.
4: Exactly. <laughs> the plotting against Paul.
2: So it wants once the... Plus one to all, or I does give one.
4: him give him the psionic one. If he wants both, I don't really care, but because he is really the most highest damaging force that we have.
3: I'm more dangerous than guns. <laughs> <laughs>
4: it's true.
1: Just wait till he gets the the feat that lets him threaten a critical on a hit. Yeah. <laughs> what? Remember we were talking about this yeah. last time? Yeah. I, that's,
3: it's one of the As long as I hit, I have a chance to critical. If you spend yeah. an actual point or something, yeah.
1: you you have to get your base attack bonus up a few more levels, I think, but that's
3: which of course is terrible for everyone I'm fighting because then it won't matter how terrible I roll, because right. my base attack bonus will be high.
1: I think by the time you get to level
4: nine, you'd be able to take that as a feat. What Matt, what are Russ's
2: saves? Uh
3: two eight five. Two and eight are ten and five is fifteen. My total is eleven.
2: See, yeah. And see, my, my will's not as good as Vanessa, but it's definitely better than a one, so. <laughs>
4: <clears throat> then either, I think you should take the, all of them and he, and then let Sal have the, or let Sal have both. Either way. Yeah, I,
2: I think Sal probably should have both.
1: Oh, uh, you're, I mean, even the base saves for, apparently TJ got screwed in
4: classes. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. He chose perfect. Chose them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, like you're so Matt's base adds up to nine.
3: Vanessa, or, my base adds up to seven.
4: Yeah. Vanessa's is ten.
3: Eh,
4: well, to be fair, I'm the only one that took two different base classes. That's before. true. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: But yeah. Anyway,
2: I'd consider doing that, but doing
4: strong and, and tough that way. versus just
2: yeah one. Well, Okay. that's how I was a gunslinger by level th- four, so.
4: Yes. No, that's awesome, and you should not mm-hmm. have done anything different.
2: I'm going to so uh, put a
1: one in your miscellaneous saves box, TJ. Okay,
3: uh-huh. and the other one is plus three against psionics?
1: Right, only against psionics. Yeah. And if, if it's a psionic, something that makes you then roll
3: a apply.
1: port save, it will still apply. It's not just will. Okay.
3: Yep. I'm just going to put a plus three at the bottom of my thing, and hopefully I'll remember to use it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so everyone roll the d20. Nine.
3: Thirteen.
1: Thirteen. <laughs> <laughs> so TJ gets to do the recap.
3: <laughs> See, he even so... fake inspires. I believe we started with us having agreed to spend the night, or no, uh, the season before ended with us being asleep and Russ waking up. Yeah. And that we started this time with, uh, Russ was screaming.
4: He had gills.
3: Uh, yeah, he said it didn't hurt. So he was just screaming because he was screaming his dreams, wasn't he?
4: No, it was because my skin's no ripping open.
3: open. Yeah. It does, yeah. Oh. Ross okay. actually
1: took damage for the gills. He took six points oh. of damage for the gills. And it hurt. Okay, my bad. Yeah.
3: Um, okay, so I stopped Zylithrid and by waking him up because he was doing it in his dreams but he was Whoa. definitely aware of what he was doing. Because <laughs> Russ had an implant, and it was a failed implant, which is why they wiped his memory, which is why so much of the underground area looked familiar to him. Um,
1: I just want to clarify a point there. You sure? Sa- Sal thinks, based on your role of something, you I forget what you actually what I made you roll. Maybe sense motive? Anyway, you think your best judgment was that Zolithroid was asleep?
3: Yeah, I was gonna well, say I don't believe yeah. like that.
4: So yeah. that's, no, that not
3: believe like I, only, I think can't. Sal's impression was that he was asleep, but he was aware of what he was, like, I don't know how their sleep cycle works, but right. like, yeah. he knew what he was doing, yeah. but like, I don't know if he had to be asleep to do the thing that he was doing, or what, but like, I was trying to wake him up to just, you know, to break whatever he was doing, even if it didn't mean waking him up, but just like, distracting him, but yeah. yeah. I wasn't doing that to imply like he was subconsciously doing it. I, I I definitely put in the part where I said, you know, he was aware of what he was doing. Courtney was like, You guys can't start a fight and blah blah blah. So we went upstairs and we all kind of agreed that actually we didn't Deuce. agree. I think that <laughs> Vanessa did. wanted to kill everybody and No, you you be. totally
4: missed you know, I I listened to it and you kept making it sound like I wanted to actually kill them. Punching someone in the face is not necessarily like i want to kill you it's just do you ever watch tv where like the girl walks up and just punches somebody in the face because they're being a jerk There's nothing more than that it's not intended to be like they're all going to kill each other
3: okay well vanessa was uh trying to sow discourse while the <laughs> men were trying to be rational <laughs> and um re- re- you know there was discussion about whether we just Left Courtney with the Litharid and just went off on our own or, but Russ was of the opinion that he wanted to go back and try and learn more about what had happened and when he was implanted the first time. And I wanted to, people were supposed to be with watching my family. So I wanted to go back as well. Uh, I think the, I don't think we slept anymore. I think we just stayed.
1: You definitely slept. Uh, Vanessa. Like I said.
3: Yeah. We, we slept upstairs though.
1: Sal, I think, slept, just slept. Vanessa had a hard time getting to sleep. And Russ kind of stayed there with his hand on his gun or something. Mm -hmm. I forget exactly.
2: I also had a little side conversation with Courtney for a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Um, Yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't going to go just, oh yeah, I'm going to fall asleep and see if I get fins too or something, but.
3: Once morning did roll around, uh, we went to the shed. There was Hummer and a motorcycle inside. Lotharid insisted on bringing a bunch of his equipment with. So we had to help carry stuff from the garage into the shed to get it loaded into the Hummer. And once we were all settled, Sal insisted on driving because women can't drive cars.
2: <laughs>
3: and uh, Russ took the motorcycle. Uh, as we were going down the highway, a car came racing from behind. Sal... Who was a terrible driver got rear ended and the car basically got like incapacitated. Um, Just a
4: point of reference. This was a skill check, which means you we were destined to fail. <laughs> it
3: was a one, it was,
4: it was not a skill challenge. It was one skill check. It was a
3: skill check. Yeah, it was a skill TJ check. Not a skill challenge. Yeah, I, yeah, there was no challenge involved. Yeah. This was and TJ with <laughs> thing. I can't. Hooray. Let's start. The, the, the car just not only is capacitated, it flipped over and rolled 50 feet
1: and then was on fire. So
3: Well, it's a hummer. It doesn't get incapacitated by getting rear-ended. It gets incapacitated by being totaled. I helped total it. <laughs> I progressed the plot. Uh-huh. Uh Russ dropped back on the motorcycle and managed to prevent them from killing us. I think single-handedly, if I remember correctly, because I know that Sal didn't do shit, and I don't think that vanessa did i think that vanessa Vanessa did, tried shooting
4: is, a gun which meant she was destined to fail. oh no,
3: you hit you yeah you yeah uh
1: both vanessa and lydia managed to hit and destroy the small spore mm-hmm. beholder that was floating up out of the truck oh yeah i totally forgot oh, about
2: that. oh i forgot about that the i thought guys out of the is,
1: truck were incapacitated
4: by zelitharit
2: yeah and then he goes needs her face
4: he, he ate one of their faces
2: I Wait, thought, so that, isn't
4: it, wasn't it like Russ didn't do anything then? Wasn't it the
2: opposite no, I, of what you just said? A little bit, but I shot at some guys. You were guys. Rolling
4: poorly, that's all.
2: I distracted a bunch of people. I didn't necessarily kill them.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I thought I remembered Vanessa having to pull people out of the car. Like, as I so thought as the Lydia was stuck Courtney. and Courtney was stuck.
1: The Lydia was not Scott stuck. Courtney was unconscious and Lydia and Vanessa pulled her out.
3: Okay. After we caused a ton of carnage, I believe we took their car, didn't we? Yep. And uh we drove back into the city. And you convinced
1: Elithrid not to eat the other guy's face, and you took him with you. You tied him up in the back.
3: Oh, because he was just unconscious. Yep. Okay. So
2: drove back into the city. Oh, uh, we also like, put a uh, the GPS tracker off their vehicle in a boat. And, in a boat, yep. Yeah.
3: Ooh, see, that was a smart and clever thing, which was neither sales' idea nor TJ's, which is why I don't remember. <laughs> uh We got back. We sort of.
1: Baby got I back. I believe
3: that we fellas. were going to all go and report in, but come on, nobody Shut
1: up. <laughs> Where was the yell? I said, "Fellas," and nobody said anything. It's very disappointing because <laughs> we're not acknowledging
2: you. <laughs> Um,
4: Encourages, we don't want to encourage you.
2: (laughs) See, Paul, because I'm I'm part fish now, not part anaconda. Uh, (laughs) Uh. Uh.
3: (laughs) So, we were going to all report into, what was the big crab guy, crab claw guy's name? Van. Van. I was kept wanting to say bus, and I'm like, that's not right. (laughs) It wasn't that big. (laughs) Jerome. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yeah, so we were talking. We were gonna go report to Van, but Zilthrid basically is like, "F you guys," and he went to go hang out with the other mind flayers. And so we kind of said, "Hey, why didn't you tell Russ why you recognized him?" And he was all like, "Oh, implantations that die are difficult, and you know, they we just send them away." And then he was shocked that it ended up taking. And so we kind of said, well, you know, we expect people to be more straightforward with us and we're all upset. And so then Russ and Vanessa away and Sal sort of stayed behind and kind of got into it. And oh, it was Van- great.
4: That was actually my favorite part. Was the said his collab- here, you do this again. I'm going to f- f- fuck you in the skull or whatever crazy <laughs> stuff you said.
3: Well, I, I think what happened is I said, you know, you need to, like, I understand that a mistake can happen, but it better not happen twice. And then he said something about, like, oh, uh, good thing that we have people keeping an eye on your family for you. And I'm like, if you ever fucking threaten my family, I will destroy you. And there's it was much more else.
2: Awesome.
3: Yes. But, yeah. And I got a
2: and some drawn butter. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> I hope I used the witch I don't remember. I certainly didn't say anything about drawn butter, but I sure should have. That's awesome, man. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Matt, did you actually listen to the um the last session, the one went
2: right there? I got through most of it. I, I still have like forty minutes or something left to go.
4: Spoiler alert: Steve predicted it in the first. The yeah, we talked about there. that before you guys got on.
2: So, um, I think that
3: was where it ended. Yep. Was us? Was I went back and I joined everybody in our quarters. I actually don't think you heard.
1: left. I I was gonna ask you this time if you wanted to go back to the same place or if you were gonna like go. Furiously masturbate in a corner or something. Not
3: like fear, I uh, like, try and get rid of my rage bone. Exactly. Yeah. And...
4: <laughs> it's just an optical illusion. <laughs> it's the it, it's the pleats. <laughs>
3: <laughs> What's that from? Anchorman. Oh, that's right. You yeah, have a massive Of the time story. it works, fifty percent of the time. Okay. <laughs> I thought we left. Okay, so maybe we ended with. Sal walking out and slamming the door behind him. That
1: is exactly where he ended. You Mm -hmm. slammed the door. Okay. It is essentially early, eh, maybe like dinner time. I think Russ was actually going to get something to eat.
2: Yeah, I was going to raid their kitchen as payback. I also left an IOU, you (laughs) know, for the Hummer and (laughs) Zellithard's supplies for them to be like, this is on you, not us.
1: Right. Even though you got a free motorcycle out of the deal.
2: I don't care, I was taking that for my pain and suffering.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything you want to do besides just eat and then go sit in your little
4: room? Uh, I would Not probably for sal. What'd you say, Steve? I was just like, I would probably just walk around. Okay. Uh, at least until like, I would normally go to sleep. I'm more-
2: gonna be kind of lost in thought and yeah. I'm gonna like strip and clean everyone's uh, weapons for them. Okay. Make sure that they're ready to go. So why, and, why do
4: you have yeah. to be naked when you do
2: that? Yeah. <laughs> I also have to be hanging upside down with a blindfold on. But...
4: Oh, no, no. Oh, it's really disturbing. It's like, scene. Yeah. It's like that scene where just it doesn't make any sense for the rest of the context. It's just He just starts taking off his clothes, starts hanging upside down with a blindfold and starts cleaning guns.
2: <laughs> no, I've been uh, stripping the guns, not myself.
4: Oh, well, that makes way more sense.
2: Yes. And and I'm eating my gigantic, like, two-foot-tall Dagwood sandwich I made.
1: (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Reciting,
2: this is my rifle, this is my gun.
1: You guys are doing your little thing, and you uh, eventually go to sleep in your little room, I'm assuming. Vanessa walks around for a while. Actually, why don't you roll a uh, sense motive, Steve?
4: Who am I sensing?
1: You're sensing just a general air of the place. 26. There are not too many people actually just, like when you first, when you guys first got here, I don't know if you remember, there was the whole, there was a panic and it was carnage. After that, the the immediate, after the immediate threat was over, it sort of calmed down, but there was still, you know, sort of just general activity, people going to the kitchen and stuff and walking from place to place on who knows what kind of business. It has seriously quieted down since then. The few people that you do see, seem like they're in a rush and not too many people are out and about at all. There just seems to be sort of an air of tension around... Were you saying something, TJ?
3: I just was going to say the one thing that I didn't think about was when we drove back in, Like there weren't just beholders like floating all over the city when we came back, right? Nope. Okay.
1: So it um, stands
3: to reason that there's less people because they aren't all driven underground any longer.
1: Yeah. The... Other thing, if Vanessa ever checks her little news feed stuff, the reports of beholders, when that first happened and there were just people reporting like all this crazy, you know, this crazy monster attacks and stuff, you notice a couple things. Number one, they've died down quite a bit. And number two, they're actually calling them beholders, which kind of tells Trust you- Strikes
4: me as odd.
1: Yeah, they're actually using that word beholder. And it, you just kind of, yeah, it seems kind of odd that some somebody in the know must have said something or- You know what I
4: mean? Someone could have found a monster manual.
3: (laughs) I was going to say the same thing.
4: (laughs) The person who led us to enlightenment, yeah, I'm a nerd. I know Dungeons and Dragons.
2: And Senator Gygax called forever. (laughs) 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 Someone
4: found it at the Gygax memorial.
2: Senator Paul, Guy you do realize
1: this is a die to make all of his voting decisions.
4: <laughs> you do realize, <laughs> Paul, that, you need, that than... you need to make
2: that. You
4: like, need to make that a recurring thing. Like we need to go back for whatever reason, and, and then kill some people you used to know, and then kill some people we used to know.
3: <laughs> Dig up Gary Gax's bones.
1: Then <laughs> this comes walking down the street. Oh, I shoot him in the
4: shoot face. face.
3: <laughs> this time we wouldn't, and he'd end up being a vampire.
4: <laughs> yeah, exactly. See, it's all. It's all all about preempting you, Paul. If we do what what you want us to do, there's something terrible involved. If we just throw a huge wrench, I'm going to shoot this person in the face. He's an NPC. Yeah,
1: whatever. You guys were going to go to sleep.
3: I assume that it's late enough in the day that it wouldn't be out of the... We wouldn't be crazy to catch up on sleep that we didn't really get last night.
1: Yeah. You guys get as much... You get... So everyone can take a full rest of hit points back, which means you all get six hit points back. So current hit points, I have Russ is full. Right? Uh, no. No. Okay. No. What
2: do you have? Uh, I show 33. You mean after the
1: rest or before the rest?
2: After the rest.
0: Okay. Oh, I missed that.
2: That
1: puts Vanessa at 27. Or was Vanessa full? No,
4: nope, 27.
1: Okay. And Sal at 38.
3: Not 28.
1: No, oh, didn't you gain?
3: My current hit points it said 12 and then plus 10 if I got the bonus right. or if I got the new hit points. That's 22 plus 6 is 28. Okay. That's fine.
1: Oh, I know what I did. I added yeah. I was I thought I was on Russ's sheet and I added his update to yours. Oh, okay.
3: Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm 28 out of 44.
1: Okay. But it is you you don't actually get a full rest uh Early in the morning, very early in the morning, maybe it's like four o'clock or something. Russ, you wake up and Lydia is shaking your arm, and you, she's going, "Russ, Russ, wake up."
2: Uh, you know what's going on?
1: I I hate to do this. I'm really sorry, but you know where your way around, right? She's still whispering. I, I think and so. It, it is it is dark in your room.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I I can't sleep here. Can you, can you show me how to get out of here?
2: Well, like, get out where? Like, out, out? Or you just want to go somewhere else?
1: I, I want to go back to Crop Squares.
2: Uh, well, let's, uh, let's, let's get Vanessa then, and make sure it's okay with her. It is her place.
1: I was going to ask her, but she's not here. And you look over and Vanessa's cot is empty. Sal is snoring away. If you want, you can roll a listen check to see if you wake up, TJ.
4: Okay. Good job, TJ. <laughs> <laughs> roll over, m- mumble something racist, <laughs> and go back to sleep.
0: I did a wop, a clamp.
4: Why would you be? Okay, never mind.
3: I'm one of self-hating Italians.
4: <laughs> We're just gonna move on from there. <laughs> He's a closet self-lover. <laughs> it's very obvious.
3: A queer yeah. <laughs>
1: Lydia says, "You know, I, I, I wish I could help more, but it, I feel like I, I'm just a liability when we get into dangerous situations. And I really think I could help more if I just stayed at crop squares and, you know, worked on guns for you and things like that."
4: Hold on, time out. Oh. This is this is when I'm walking around.
1: Or is this no after that... you went to bed?
4: Okay, so can I type in the box, where am I? Uh, what? we'll get to that. Oh, okay. It's a story. <laughs> you, you are streaking. <laughs> just for fun. Having weird fish sex. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, I hope I don't, not with the claw guy. <laughs> <laughs> the shocker be very shocking.
3: One in the pink and also one in
2: the... (laughs) The
0: (laughs) I'm gonna mute myself, I'm distracting.
1: You know that scene in chasing Amy when they're talking and.
4: (laughs) Oh, no way! Yeah. Anyway, (laughs) the funny thing was that was actually that was Ben F showing actual surprise. (laughs) That was not (laughs) a scripted scene. He wouldn't be able to act that well. (laughs) Oh, stop that! He's actually a very good actor. He's not now. No, he is. He was awesome in rats. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
4: I saw a Daredevil. Wait, hold on. He was the bomb in Phantoms, yo. <laughs> so as long as we're staying consistent here.
1: Right. Anyway, so, yeah, Russ, that's what Lydia says.
2: I'm going to move. I'm going to start getting some of my stuff. I'm, I'm going to tell her, well, I'll help you get there. I'll, I'll, I'll drive you there myself to make sure you're okay. Okay. Uh, and I'm going to try to... Uh I'll leave like a note on my cot, you know, so if Sal wakes up and then or if Vanessa comes back and okay, I'll try giving her a call on her uh key uh-huh. or like leaving a message or something I just or if there's like a way to like leave like an email kind of thing like hey I went out and
1: yeah you you basically instead of leaving a note, that's basically what you do to, what
2: would you do, sure
1: you text beam out a little mhm be well, I guess it's a text
2: or like it's a text. little voice or like a video mail or something or
1: yeah. So just
4: basically you saying what you're doing and you take yeah. in. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take advantage of Lydia in a car. Just wanted you to know.
2: <laughs> totally on my motorcycle. I
4: stole. <laughs> oh, that's dangerous. <laughs> that's
2: why I'm danger I think
4: technically. <laughs> oh, <you're> seriously, you only- <laughs> yes. said that before? And I've missed it. Yes. That's awful. Oh. That, isn't that your screen name?
2: It's, yeah, that's my like my login name for this yeah. guy. <laughs> that's
4: terrible.
2: Oh. <laughs> You know you miss it. <laughs>
4: I don't know if I can handle a whole nother weekend of this.
3: <laughs> it's an extended weekend.
1: Uh, yeah, you you do that. You, you know, successfully leave. And you also notice on your way out, though, that things seem a little bit more, everyone seems a little bit more on edge. They let you out with no problem, but they're a little bit jumpy, like the the guard people at the various entrances. And... Lydia's, well, okay, before I get to that, Lydia says to you, do you mind if we, will you take me by the
4: the armory again? Wait. Take me to or take me by? Because take me by the armory. (laughs) What is she asking for? (laughs) Will will
1: you show, will you lead me to the armory?
4: Um, (laughs) Well, The armory's a metaphor for an orgasm. Why is this? Why is this question so dirty? It all started with the big claw thing. I can't get out of my mind. Uh huh.
2: Steve, did I have to tell you we don't talk about the claw? Is TJ still muted.
3: No, I'm not. I'm letting Steve ride this
1: wave. Yeah. So he asked you to take her take her to the armory. Well before you leave.
2: Do you need do you need some guns or something or
1: I just thought I you know, do you mind taking a few things from them?
2: Well, I I don't know that we should take it from them. I mean we've got plenty of our own.
1: Well I was kinda hoping to get some of more of those breather things.
2: Did they have those in there? I don't remember, because I think they just gave us, like, a pack. Yeah, those... I don't remember that they were in there, so...
1: It's possible they're in there.
2: Okay. Well, I've got mine I can give her.
1: Yeah. So you don't want to take her to the armory?
2: No, not necessarily.
1: Okay. She's like, all right, well. Mm. And you take her back to Crop Squares. You, when she gets off the motorcycle, she actually turns and she takes off her windbreaker and hands it to you and says, uh, hopefully you can get a little bit more use out of this, or someone can get a little bit more use out of this than I did. And her windbreaker from them is equivalent to a plus two leather jacket of damage reduction. And the damage reduction is one nil. And she.
2: Oh, And I was waiting for Steve to come up with something about her taking a windbreaker off. <laughs>
4: <laughs> and I'm she. Letting, I'm letting you do whatever you want. To. Okay.
2: <laughs>
1: she says to um, you, I, I'll, 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 maybe I'll send a message to Vanessa and explain, and then she turns around and goes okay. in.
2: I just wanted to make sure, like, before I dropped her off, though, I wanted to, like, drive around the block and make sure it looked like I was all right. Okay. Since, like, there's a big holder's mouth <laughs> as
4: you walk through the door. <laughs> well, Roll make sure ahead. it
2: didn't look like, like, people have been, like, looting or...
4: It doesn't like, look like... like the neighbor
2: didn't go nuts or something, and...
1: I don't know if you guys remember when the Beholders attacked, someone did drive a truck into the front windows, and even though Vanessa hasn't done anything, clearly someone has engaged in repairs. The truck's gone. The windows are basically repaired. You can roll a search check.
2: Ooh. Uh, 20.
1: Yeah, you drive around a little bit. You don't notice anyone watching, or, you know, there's no movement inside or anything like that.
2: Okay. Okay? Mm-hmm. Uh So
4: you drop her off, and then what? Uh, Matt, you do realize you just let Paul out of having to run a character, right? Like, yeah,
2: I know. Okay, <laughs> but
4: because you're know, not punishing almost, him, that was what we agreed upon.
2: No, no, see, no, no. The, the punishing would be. I think he was trying to insist on getting into the armory for some reason. Now I'm throwing his plan into a you know a monkey wrench <laughs> for that. Like she was really gonna like throw, like pull the pin into a grenade or something, or
4: she could have snapped.
2: Mhm.
4: At this point anyway.
2: Mhm. And how I might uh just drive around the city a little bit first before I head back and Okay. you know, kind of again, the kind of clearing my head and mm-hmm. just trying to see like what's what's happened, you know, since we've been gone for a day or two.
1: Okay. Are you going to go back to your place at all?
2: Not necessarily.
4: Okay.
1: So then we will switch to Vanessa. Vanessa. I'd say I
4: say I'd say I'm here, but I don't know where I am.
1: Right. You are so you basically you wake up and it's like waking up out of being blacked out. You are standing. This is you're standing in a mostly darkened room. It seems to be a long oval shape. Uh the walls are smooth sort of almost polished stone and covered with the uh the do you remember the lines of writing that the that the guy told you the Ilithids use? Yeah. Yeah, that's what they're covered with. The four lines, sort of like a really complicated Morse code type thing. Very strong smell of Can I of read my... it? No, you cannot read it.
4: Can I use my spell to read it? What spell? Comprehend languages. You can certainly try. Okay. I'll, I'll wait till you finish
1: describing. Okay. That's, that's, that's what I was going to say, is wait till I finish. The, keep in mind, those, those lines cover basically like every surface. All the walls, even the floor. And that was like that even in the... Those lines were on even the the walls and stuff in the more human-decorated, designed areas of the Order's headquarters, okay? Very strong smell of brine permeates the air. There are a few sources of light in this room. Pale greenish crystals are sort of along the wall in intervals. The greenish crystals seem to be like they're intended to be the light sources, but they don't really light up the room well enough for you to see everything. There's a lot of shadow in this room. The you, you recognize this as rooms just like the ones you passed when you were coming up from the helicopter on your way into this place. These look like the illithid section of the Order's place. Another source of light in this room is along one side of the room. There are these pods, for lack of a better word. They're uh, sort of a oval, like a giant egg almost, big enough to contain a person. They have clear lids, and all of them emit a pale blue light. One could say cyan light. Some of them actually you can see people inside. Down the middle of this room are some stone slabs, and next to them there are trays with what look to be surgical instruments you are standing directly in front of one of these slabs there's a tray of surgical instruments to your right the instruments themselves are all slightly curved slightly more slender than you might have seen like you might see a scalpel with a sort of weirdly curved hook blade and the the instead of being just a straight metal it's sort of a curved slender handle for it on the slab in front of you is who you recognize as the man you saved from being eaten by Zolitharid? He is exposed from the waist up and basically half his body. If you're standing to one side of the slab, you're close to the right side of his body. So a line down the center of his face, down the center of his chest on the side closest to you, the body is flayed open. It's, an almost amazing surgical precision removal layer removal of just layers of organs and tissue like um that gradually goes down to the interior of like the marrow of his bone like uh you see his hand the his fingers are down to like the inside of his bone and then just a little ways up it's the whole bone and then a little ways up you see ligaments and um, and nerve endings and blood vessels. It looks like a... It's like an anatomy diagram almost where you see the different... You know, you could put the little clear layers over and each layer has a different system in the body and it's just this amazing precision. His face, part of his skull was removed and you could see like into his eye socket and part of his eyes removed and you see into his eye. You also notice that the interior of his body is basically shot through with green tendrils of some sort. Uh, it looks... You notice them specifically because it looks What do like
4: you mean shot through?
1: The interior of his body, these green tendrils are sort of just permeating the interior of his body.
4: Oh, like they're growing or emanating from somewhere?
1: Uh like, grown, not, they're not moving, it, but, yeah, it looks like they have grown through him. Yeah, if
4: they weren't if they were organic-looking, it would look like they had just grown out of him. Yeah, they are organic-looking, and you notice... No, but I'm sorry. Like, uh, I'm sorry, like a plant versus something that, like, a tentacle is what you described. Right, yeah, yeah. Sorry, it like
1: anyway. It looks like some sort of special attention has been given these tendrils. They aren't cut in any way. They're sort of laid out individually out of the person and sort of organized in a very precise manner. You abruptly realize that he is still alive, and he takes as he takes a sort of rattling breath in, and he says to you, "Remember, Leo, look near.
4: You must find it." And I'm like, "How the hell do you know, Leo?" Remember, he's okay. obviously slightly delirious. That's fine. I'm gonna look at myself. Do I? Am I dressed the way I was before?
1: Going to examine yourself, you realize that there is a, a rod about 10 inches long. It's just about, we'll say three quarters of an inch in diameter, slightly tapered at each end, and it is a very dull metallic, you know, it looks like, almost like an aluminum rod. It's very dull, however, not shiny at all. And it's is it, an,
4: is it an inanimate carbon rod?
1: <laughs> it is extremely lightweight, and it's in your pocket. It, when you put your hand on uh, it, feels slightly bumpy.
4: This is what I used to kill angels.
1: <laughs> yeah, sort of like that, only not shiny, not as long as that either. What? Yeah, no one else got that reference.
4: It's okay. They, they don't. They they can choose to watch crappy shows. I don't mind. From Supernatural. Yeah, it's from Supernatural.
1: It's not. Yeah, it'd be more like just the blade off of that, if anything.
4: Right, but that's what I was thinking. If you guys can see if that works. Is it, you said it's, it's protruding on my pocket, like it's, like I, like it was placed in my pocket? Or? It's Harry Potter's wand. Yeah. Or was it just, is it, I don't know. Or was it more just, like, leaning against me?
1: No, no, it was in your pocket. Sure. When you put your hand on it, I don't know if I said this or not. Uh, you said it's slightly bumpy. Slightly bumpy, yeah. yeah
4: that's it. Okay, I wanna, is there, a way that it all fit entirely in my pocket, or... Yeah, you can conceal it if you want. I want to conceal it. Okay. And then I'm going to look around and see if there's a door out.
1: Okay. Directly across from you, all the way across the room, there's... Obviously, you can't see very well. It looks like there are maybe five or six of these stone slabs, and then at the end of the room is another door. In front of the door... There is a, on the other side of the room, there's a doorway. It is, all the doorways in this place are, imagine a Hobbit door without the door. It's all, they're all round portals. And on either side of this portal, there are two red eyes. So there are two eyes total. There's a single red eye on either side of the portal, sort of glaring at you. It looks like they're in the middle of a, say, eight foot tall stalagmite. And below the eye, there are... These thin, flexible tentacles, they're not really tentacles, more like, you know, just tendrils whipping around above a sort of a vertical, like a sideways mouth full of rough teeth. And these eyes are just glaring at you on either side of this door. There is a door to your left that does not have anything in front of it. And behind you, there's another door. Uh, looks like this one leads, you could tell it leads back out to, uh, it's better light out there, and it looks like it leads directly down a little hallway to the inclined ramp that you came up, or
4: a very similar ramp. I'm going to turn around and go out that door that looks like it leads back to everything that I know. Okay. And I will try to, t- I will take very meticulous care to try to remember where I, like, if I were to try to come back, I would be remembering how to do that,
1: okay. you are doing so, and on your way up, you find you' you you realize you are you you recognize this ramp um it is the one that you came in originally it just seems familiar, and it you know it's going in generally the same spiral pattern back up about halfway up you realize that you have this metal rod in your hand again without having you you don't remember taking it out of your pocket, but it's in your hand, and you just, you tap it once against your hand, and it seems to give off these pleasing vibrations, some sort of frequency that's maybe just out of your range of your hearing, and it's actually helping you focus, helping you remember where you are and what you're doing. As a note, it is a meta magic rod, uh, Quicken, so you may cast up three spells per day that are Quickened as though using the Quicken spell
4: feat. Oh, <laughs> of Quicken, like... I can do the loans thing easier.
3: Taxes. taxes. It does
4: your taxes for you. (laughs) Hey, that's still cool. I mean the world the world's gone to hell and who's gonna care about taxes, but Yeah. So is there a page that this is on? Uh
1: this would be in the the DMs guide on page two thirty six.
4: But you said tapping it on my hand. Mm Mm-hmm. Help me to focus better. Yep, it's like a, like sort of a meditative thing. Okay. I'm going to, before I entirely leave this place, turn, cause you said of the writing's still on the walls everywhere, right? Yep. I wanna try comprehend languages. Okay. So that's one of my three. I have create, water, and light as my other two. And my... Just, Your origins. So just, yeah. And my first level spells are all cure light wounds. Okay. Since they don't actually, I was reading, I don't see anything that says that this is the same as a cleric where I could spontaneously turn anything into a heal spell, so I'm actually using heal spells. Yeah. So you're going to cast comprehend languages? Correct. Cause it, it applies to anything written. So what does that look like? What does it look like? What like is my cow- <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. What is
1: your, what do you, what is there a visible effect to this? Like, I don't know, you remember they were using, psionic stuff on you and there was like chains, you know, ethereal chains that were projecting. This, you know, what does Vanessa do in order to
4: call upon this power? in, in the story, Steve. Yeah. In, this particular, <laughs> in this particular case, uh she would simply a la Cyclops from the X-Men movies, put her hands up to her head, close her eyes, and think to herself, I'm going to read this now. And then simply open her eyes, and cinematically, if it works, it would be just her eyes fluttering all over the place as if she were in a trance of some kind, being able to just try to draw it all in.
1: Okay. You open your eyes, they flutter open, you look at these lines, and it appears as though they've changed into letters, recognizable characters for you, um, not just letters, but numbers and everything, but they don't make any sense, and something is clearly not working with your spell.
4: Like, I know that?
1: You know that. You you're, you know that your your ability should have worked, but just something about this writing is beyond your ability to... Uh, Understand. You can actually go ahead and roll a spellcraft check and see if you understand what's wrong. 20. You understand that, unfortunately, part of their language is that they actually put... The four lines correspond to their four tentacles, and part of reading it is having four tentacles and putting them on the four lines. Physically? Physically.
4: So if they wanted to read this, they'd walk up and look like they were making out with the wall.
1: Exactly. And, unfortunately, you can... Sort of comprehend that there are figures that are recognizable, but without tentacles, it's impossible for you to read.
4: So it's kind of like looking at the Matrix, where yeah. the where it's just it just it's not. It's, it's like stuff if, I know yeah, I just it, can't read it. It's
1: like the first time Neo looked at the Matrix, and it's just a stream of stuff. And right once right. his face is like, oh, I recognize. You know, you you look at it long enough, and you recognize stuff. Well, you would have to. You think you might be able to recognize stuff if you actually went up and touched it and, you know, studied it for like a decade, and you might be able to figure out what it says.
4: All right. So I come out of my trance realizing that I can't read it. And I will continue walking towards what I think is where people are.
1: Okay. And then we will cut back to the your little room. So Russ is back. You've done your little roaming around the city, and you are back. I, oh, I, I was really donuts. fast. <laughs> you, what? You got donuts?
2: I brought donuts. Okay. Uh, donuts. Al, Sal, I got donuts. Sal
1: abruptly wakes up as he smells the scent of heavenly, fresh-baked morning donuts. Mm.
3: <laughs> when did Sal become Homer Simpson? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, doesn't everyone wake up when they smell fresh-baked morning donuts? I do.
3: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So
1: you guys are sitting there eating donuts. And the door abruptly bursts open. Uh, Courtney rushes in and closes the door behind her. And she turns and says, you guys need to get the fuck out of here. And she looks around and says, where the hell is Vanessa?
3: I just woke up and I'm eating my donuts. <laughs> what the hell <laughs> is going on? I look at her and like, blah,
2: blah, blah, blah. You, you're, you're disrupting,
4: <laughs> you're disrupting breakfast. Come back later.
2: I need milk. <laughs> she,
1: she actually is going to walk up to Sal and slap the donut like, out of either out of your mouth See? or your hand.
3: See, this
2: is, this is exactly. You what about my a donut. <laughs> <laughs> and now we're in a fight, fight to the death.
1: Throw initiative.
2: Porkchop <laughs> sandwiches.
1: <laughs> she's she's like, get your shit together and find Vanessa.
2: Sal what? will... S-
3: somewhat look confused and he will start standing up, but he's like, what's going on? Like what, what's the urgency?
1: Okay. At this point, Vanessa, you get back into the room. So you open the door and see Courtney slap Sal across
4: the face and bits of donut go flying. I like, I'll shut the door and be like, nice.
3: <laughs> she closes the door. Sultrily. I like where this is headed.
4: <laughs> I stay by what I said, not what your fantasy told you. My my better. In 90.
1: She says they're going on lockdown. If you guys don't leave now, there's no telling when you might be allowed to leave. What's lockdown?
4: No one in, no one out. Why? F them out. If I want to leave, I'll leave.
1: Uh, that's, unless you want to fight your way out. Look, some, some Eleutherid has just arrived from Thailand. Some important bastard. I don't know. She says things are going to be on lockdown because he's here partly, uh, but also something, Something got stolen from a, a secure place. I don't know. I uh, thought not allowed.
4: Why are you telling us this? Well
1: I look, I owe you guys. And I that's I'm a soldier here, but uh, you know you save my ass. You need my help or need a favor. I pay what I owe.
3: Shell interrupts. Wait oh wait, wait. Did you say Thailand?
1: yeah she also said if it wasn't clear shall
3: she opens didn't... the door and starts walking in the hallway down towards where all the all <laughs> the uh illithids oh, are no.
1: she also oh, no. said she did not she said ulitharid yeah she said it wrong she did not say illithid
4: yeah, at first I thought you were just like drunk no, I,
1: I wanted to make sure you guys heard that because
4: Cause I, I thought like, you should, like you
3: mistakenly just
1: like all illithids are yeah I, Zulith- I, I, I thought not, you said, like, oh, combined
3: whatever. illithid with Zulitharid and no
1: she definitely said ulitharid
2: they're like oodles of illithids.
4: <laughs> he has
2: more tentacles. No, it's,
4: it's it's three feet tall and orange. It with green hair.
3: <laughs> Sal's still doing what I said he's doing.
1: So she won't let you get to the door. Uh, she goes. She like you start walking and she'll walk up and sort of slam the door shut as you open it.
3: All right, I'm, I'm willing to give this a try. Sal picks her up by her shoulders and <laughs> sets her down on the other side of it.
1: Go ahead and roll a strength check.
2: I'm grabbing my donuts and getting the rest myself.
4: Wait, so on his strength check's going to be somehow a two. The thing that he can do I, really well.
3: Yeah, no, no, no. With an 18, with an eighteen
2: strength, I rolled a one. So oh his hands, his, his hands are full of powdered uh, sugar and yes. slips. <laughs> and we'll leave it right there for
0: this week. Thanks for listening to the LTM Gaming podcast. You can find us online at ltmgaming.com on Twitter at LTM Gaming or reach us via email at podcast at ltmgaming.com We love to hear your thoughts and questions. As always, we do appreciate any 5-star ratings you'd like to leave on iTunes. Tune in next week for the next installment of The Crushing Depths. (laughs)
3: I wanna see Raging Boner. I wanna see Raging Boner.